Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Caitlin Michaels, and thank you so much for joining me here again today. I have a topic to share with you guys today that is been on my heart and mind for months. It's something that I'm growing to think is probably one of the most important elements of the mind-body landscape, and that is the concept of purpose and meaning in our lives. I am beginning to believe that discovering, so like looking for, like really tuning into yourself and looking for the things that give you your own unique sense of purpose is not only important to our healing, but also just important to having a full life here on this earth. And one thing I've noticed in my practice over the years is this phenomenon that happens when patients are nearing retirement. Retirement is this like big, huge, long-term goal that they have essentially waited their entire careers for. They're fed up with their jobs. They know that their bodies will thank them for the extra sleep and the reduced stress. But then when they finally reach retirement, their health becomes uh, this declining force Um, And that usually happens when their days aren't filled up with something that gives them meaning. And I don't think it's a coincidence of aging or timing. I think that if we spend our lives growing and evolving throughout, you know, if it's just our career, then it's just our career. But if we spend our entire lives just kind of trying to move forward and move up in the world we still feel like we're contributing and serving and working for some purpose, even if it's just for the purpose of financial security. But then we stop at age 63. And I think that sometimes our bodies rebel against that stagnation. And when we end up in pain, no matter what age, um, what happens is our world tends to get very small. And so a lot of times when we hurt, we often take a break from our job or our career, or maybe we withdraw from life socially, or maybe we even become agoraphobic where we don't ever want to leave the house because of what we're going through. We often feel weak, we feel embarrassed, we feel like what we're going through shouldn't really be happening. And after enough time spent in this state, we kind of fall into this hole of despair. And as the world caves in around us, this vacuous sense of purposelessness sets in. Purposelessness is one of our shadows. It's one of our repressed emotions that we don't even notice, but it's because it's something that we work really hard to avoid looking at. And I think this shadow of purposelessness is the reason why we all feel like such wastes of space when we take a day to just binge on Netflix and we feel guilty and we feel shameful for doing absolutely nothing. 
and we feel like a drain on society rather than a purposeful contributor. And I think that purposelessness can also be an element of our lives that keeps us stuck in pain because it's really painful to feel that there's this overwhelming sense of emptiness in our lives. And I think it touches most of us. I don't think it's just a few of us. I, I think it is so pervasive that it's just normal to feel like, what's the point? What's the purpose of my life? And by purpose, I don't mean career or job. I'm not talking about what you do between the hours of nine to five. I'm talking about where in your life do you derive meaning and fulfillment? And in what areas do you know or really truly feel in your heart that you're serving humanity? Or are you simply just working on your own consciousness, which affects the whole? Or are you working to help the planet in some meaningful way? And I also don't want you to walk away from this episode feeling like this element of discovering your purpose is just one more piece of your life that you've been failing at. Part of being human is that we all tend to wonder what the purpose of our lives is, but we generally stop our search before we even get started due to fear. And I think what we're really afraid of, you know, there may be a little element of failure that we're afraid of, even though failure is just an illusion. Um, But I think what we're really, truly afraid of is our greatness. I think we're afraid to shine too brightly. And sometimes we are afraid to bring our light to the world for fear that it will make other people feel inadequate. But I do want to take this episode as an opportunity to encourage you guys to trust that if you are breathing in and out today, that your soul, your spirit has a higher calling that it is here to serve the world with. And I think most of us go through life just never trusting that this is true, never seeing our own greatness, our own unique genius. And we go through life thinking that the leaders, the Oprahs, the Gandhis, the teachers and contributors to this world are somehow different from us. But the way I see it is this. We all have two major obvious purposes in life. And one is to maintain and survive in our our physical bodies. And then the other is to evolve as a soul. And sometimes when we refuse to evolve or when we try to stay in our comfort zones for too long or we try to keep fitting ourselves into the boxes that we created for ourselves years ago and we no longer fit into them anymore, what we're doing is we're denying our soul's deeper yearning to evolve. And what happens is our physical body can absolutely be the part of us that feels the pain of this stagnation. I feel like our body can sense when we don't evolve, when we don't grow, when we don't listen to the yearnings that are within our heart. And the pain itself can be our body's way of getting our attention and propelling us into action. And I'll just say that 
finding your purpose isn't a one and done static thing either. It's this ever evolving, ever expanding, ever unfolding process of self-discovery that happens organically when you make the decision to really look within and find out what is it that I'm here to offer the world right now. And just know that the simple fact that you are listening to this podcast means that you are willing to evolve. Mind-body information is not mainstream. It is not easily accepted. And you probably know this by trying to tell other people about it and getting rejected. This idea that we can take full responsibilities for our bodies and our emotions and our spirit is not widely accepted, but here you are. You are listening to this, which shows your willingness to evolve. And the thing about pain and the suffering that is often attached to it is that it's a great motivator. It really forces you to stop and take inventory of your life. So the way I like to look at symptoms now is that they are here to help us get more in touch with our truth. And when we get more in touch with our truth, that helps us get more in touch with who we really are. And that helps us get in touch with our own unique gifts and our own unique journey and the medicine that naturally exists within that unique journey. And so really, we can choose always to reframe our symptoms as the driving force that is only trying to propel us out of a life that has come to a standstill. There are some mystical traditions. I learned about this from Wayne Dyer. He was kind of a mystic in my life. But there was this teaching that said that in order to truly live, you have to die while you're alive. And to do this, we have to kind of cross into our own darkness in order to be shown the light. And I think this means that we have to face our unconscious shadows. We have to face our fears that show up in the world or in our bodies. And I think the theory behind the die while you're alive message is that our soul, our spirit is eternal and infinite and limitless. And so even our short mortal lives in this particular body is just a concept that's stuck in the paradigm of limited time and space. And so the real you, the real you, the observer that's within a body that's watching your thoughts from above, the you that exists beyond your body cannot die. So what does die when we do die is just our limited concept of space and time, our limited concept about ourselves and our lives what dies is our belief in lack and limitation. And so dying 
is just the releasing of all our limitations and all our beliefs that kept us stuck in this lifetime. So then why not get on with that now? And we stay limited in this world because we think that we're playing it safe. So most of us just keep postponing finding our purpose and sharing our unique gifts with the planet because we fear our success. We fear our abundance. We fear our greatness. We fear our worthiness because it's unfamiliar. And all of those fears, when we see them, And when we look at them and when we welcome them and integrate them and turn them into our bodies, all of those fears end up being our greatest gifts if we are courageous enough to face them now. My greatest fear was to be in the public eye. I was afraid to be seen. I was afraid to be heard. I was afraid that what I had to say wasn't new or interesting or needed. I postponed my first few episodes of this podcast dozens of times. I bought the equipment and it sat there for a year. I kept waiting just one more day, one more week, one more month until I felt more ready. But one day I realized that this pattern could go on forever if I stayed in my comfort zone. And What I did instead to busy myself was I just sought out more and more information. I just educated myself endlessly. I took probably a half a dozen courses over that year while I procrastinated. I was perpetually searching for that one last piece of information that would suddenly take all of my fear away. But that just doesn't happen. You realize that once you have that piece of information that, oh, but what if I just get one more piece? But I was realizing at that time that this purpose, this calling that I had felt bubbling up within me after I transcended my pain, it was just too loud. My anxiety about the next steps was just as loud, but I had to face those fears and just do it. I had to do it before I was ready. I had to do it before I felt good enough. And what happens when you do things before you're ready is that the universe comes to back you up in your efforts. And it certainly did for me. I was losing acupuncture clients over this, the previous two years because I was sharing this information with them and I was teaching them how to transcend their pain with mind body techniques. And suddenly and my practice was getting thinner. But as I began sharing this message, my clients were replaced with others who needed support and heard my message and wanted to work with me. And my purpose of holding space for others in their evolution again evolved. And I was able to serve more people in a way that resonated more deeply with how I was growing. And the truth is, is that nobody can take away your fears of evolution from you. As you're evolving, there's always going to be fear along the way. There's always going to be obstacles too. And so long as you're human, it's good to just know that that's always going to exist. And the way to integrate those obstacles and those fears into your experience and turn them 
into fuel for your next steps is to identify them, look at them, accept them, and move right through them. And your purpose on this planet does not have to be this amazing, awesome, Oprah-level, world stage type of thing. Your purpose doesn't have to be this heroic endeavor. Your purpose could be just to hold the light of love for the people that you meet. Or it could be just to share your knowledge with those who ask. Or it could be that you're in the process of raising conscious children to the best of your ability. Or you could just be blessing the world in some way by serving a cause that you really believe in. And some of us haven't even given it any thought, and that's okay. And one book that I recommend um, that you check out if you're into fables about spiritual growth um, is a book written by Paolo Coelho called The Alchemist. And it takes the reader on this journey of self-discovery through the eyes of a young shepherd boy named Santiago. And along his journey, he finds that although we get thwarted in life, we will always be drawn and guided to the right course. Every single person, every single experience or obstacle that you encounter on your path is for your highest growth and healing. And so you may feel like the world is crumbling underneath you, but this is for your highest good. That's when you're being reborn. That's when your most powerful lessons are integrated. In the book, there's a quote that says, when you want something, all of the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. And so when you really look to find what you truly want to bring into the world, the entirety of the cosmos will back you up to make it happen. So trust yourself, trust the calling that's coming into your heart, trust the, the, the sensation that you get of, or an idea that comes through you and trust that life itself wants to help you claim your own evolution. So just think about it for a minute. What is a dream that you've buried? What's something that just keeps coming up for you? And maybe it's an idea that you thought was just silly or wishful thinking. Whatever that is, I urge you to reclaim it and work toward it on your own terms. And I don't mean for you to be hard on yourself or put any pressure on yourself. Just know that every time you take one tiny step toward your heart's calling, that the next step and the next step and the next step shows up. And so for some of you, maybe your purpose right now is just to discover your voice, to discover your truth. Maybe your purpose right now is to set boundaries or let go of the people who you know no longer serve you. Maybe it's that you're learning how to speak up for yourself. Or maybe just all of the mind-body work that you're doing. Maybe that's just your purpose right now. Because when you transform yourself, you're transforming 
throughout the tapestry of the universe. Everything that you do to yourself, you do to the planet. And so when you transform the way that you treat yourself, that can be a purpose in and of itself. And the bottom line is no matter how young or old you feel at this moment, every single one of you listening has a calling. And it's your choice whether or not you discover it. But I think that as a human in this incarnation on this planet, it is our mission to discover that purpose and pursue it in this lifetime. So just be brave and look inside and see what it is that you really want. And then just make a decision, make a commitment to yourself to make really tiny steps towards that decision and trust that even if you cannot see past the clouds of your fear, once you take the first step, the next step becomes clear. And one thing that you should know is that obstacles are going to arise on the path every single time. And what you do is you integrate the obstacle in this kind of dance with the opportunity. The obstacles and opportunities are just the yin and yang of your experience. And so they're part of it. And this is a topic that I am really, really passionate about right now. And I'm actually on a personal mission to transform the conversation on the planet about pain into a conversation about purpose. And so that's my next evolution. And part of that next evolution is that I just put together this presentation. It's a little masterclass that I put together that's called You Are the Gift. Why this world needs to hear your story. And that'll be coming out in the next week. So keep an eye out for that. I'll be posting it on social media and such. And so if you're not following me on social media, if you're not in my Facebook group and you want to get access, you can just shoot me an email at mindbodymasterypodcast at gmail.com. And I will put links in the show notes. One more recommendation that I have is this book that I've been, um, that I've listened to many, many times. It's called The Power of Purpose. And it's an audio book and it's available on YouTube and I'll put the link in the show notes. It's six hours long, but it's worth every stinking minute of it. Um, Les Brown is just so full of wisdom. It's like going to church, except you're just going to the church of, of love in yourself and being motivated to work on yourself and to, to give yourself the loving attention that you deserve. And, um, and so I'll put the links to that in the show notes and I'm just going to end with a little clip from him. So here's Les. And I start thinking about my own life and how much time I had left to do the things that I would like to do. And at that time, I wasn't sure what my life purpose was, what my life's work was. I wasn't sure about it at that time. And I thought about it quite a lot. I had some idea, but I, I wasn't convinced that I don't think I felt worthy. I didn't believe that it could be me to do this kind of work that I'm doing right now. 
And I say to you that if you begin to take a conscious effort to find out what it is that you're supposed to do, I say that it can literally save your life. Human beings are the only living species that has achieved the dubious distinction of dying or having a stroke or a heart attack on a certain day. If you ask most people, what would you say the primary cause of why people would have a heart attack or stroke? Many people will say, well, because they smoke cigarettes or because of high cholesterol or because of stress or because of obesity. And all of those things are contributing factors. But ladies and gentlemen, more heart attacks take place in this country on Monday morning between 8 and 9 a.m. That's when the majority of people who have their first heart attacks have them. 85% of the American public, according to recent studies, are going to jobs that they hate, working on jobs that do not challenge them. They get sick thinking about going. So I say that your life is worth finding what it is that you're supposed to do. And I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying find it and do just a little bit of it. But do find out what your work is and hold on to it and don't let your dream go. Don't let it go. See, and here's a, something else I want you to begin to look at. Why is it that most people don't pursue their dreams or don't do better than what they're doing if they're capable of doing it? I think that many of us don't go the next step because we don't know what to do yet. <laughs> and I say that, that the reason that we don't even explore the possibility of what to do is because subconsciously we don't believe that it can happen for us and we don't believe that we deserve it. So here's what I'm suggesting. How much time do you spend working on you? How much time do you spend every day working on your dream? In the last 90 days, how many books have you read? In the last year, what new skill or knowledge have you acquired? What kind of investment have you made in you? So I'm saying that as you begin to look at where you want to go, if you want to make it today, and things are changing so fast, you have to literally run to stand still. I'm saying that you've got to make some conscious effort to begin to work to develop you. Here's something else. Most people are not living their dreams because of fear, ladies and gentlemen. I can't see myself doing it. I guess I'm afraid. Fear, limited vision, and lack of self-esteem is what keep most people doing things they don't want to do. Fear is the most subtle and destructive of all human diseases. Ladies and gentlemen, fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Fear put people in the hospital. Fear can age you can hold you back from doing something that you know within yourself that you're capable of doing, but it will paralyze you. And it seemed like you're in a hypnotic spell. And I ask you a question, what is the benefit? 
What's the benefit of allowing fear to hold you back? 